0: The Trump administration admits that climate change is real. That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler.
1: I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water.
0: Last week, the Trump administration acknowledged that global warming is happening and the planet is on course to warm by a disastrous 7 degrees Fahrenheit or 4 degrees Celsius by the end of the century. But while the administration no longer denies climate change, it is choosing to do nothing about it.
1: The Washington Post first reported that the views were contained in an environmental impact statement issued to justify a freeze on fuel efficiency standards for vehicles that could actually lessen C emissions.
0: The Trump administration said that the lower standards would not help stop global warming and so weren't needed.
1: The government's statement says that to avoid drastic warming, deep cuts in carbon emissions would have to be made, which would require a substantial increase in technological innovation and a move away from fossil fuels. The administration says that's not feasible.
0: As the Washington Post reports, scientists predict that a seven-degree rise would be catastrophic, dissolving coral reefs, inundating parts of Miami and Manhattan, and leading to routine extreme heat waves.
1: The Post reached out for comment from the White House, but didn't receive a response. The administration's message appeared appears to be that the earth is already ruined, so why try to save it?
0: A federal program in existence since 1965 has been used to improve national and state parks, swimming pools, and even community centers. But despite bipartisan support, Congress is allowing it to expire on Sunday, September 30th.
1: The Land and Water Conservation Fund has provided money for about 40,000 projects in all. The money comes from revenue from offshore oil and gas drilling, but some legislators believe that the program gives too much to federal agencies like the Park Service and not enough to state and local governments.
0: Lack of progress on reauthorizing the program is partly due to the slow pace of Congress, but also some Republicans, such as Arizona Representative Paul Gosar, are opposed to any expansion of federal lands through use of the funds. He has said that any new land acquisitions should be offset with sales of other federal lands.
1: A compromise bill was passed in the House of Representatives to keep the fund alive, but approval by the full Congress is needed. Currently, a Senate committee is scheduled to consider reauthorization on October 2nd.
0: Coho salmon in Puget Sound are being poisoned by stormwater runoff, but it's not been clear what toxins are responsible for killing the fish. A new study says that the primary suspects are chemicals linked to car tires.
1: The authors of the study, published in the journal Environmental Science and Technology explain that as runoff occurs from rain and snow, chemicals from roadways and other surfaces are picked up and flow into Puget Sound. Those pollutants kill adult coho salmon within hours of their exposure.
0: The researchers took water samples from places where salmon were found dead or dying from exposure to stormwater toxins from tires in every sample. They also found chemicals from oil and antifreeze, but not as much as from the tires.
1: The report says that contamination from tires is underappreciated. While the link between it and the coho salmon deaths is only associative, research is continuing.
0: The good news is that scientists at Washington State University and NOAA have found a simple sand and soil mixture can filter out many of the contaminants.
1: Orcas still face serious threats from pollutants that were banned decades ago. In 1979, the EPA prohibited the manufacture of PCBs, which were primarily used in oil paints, electrical power plant equipment, and in insulating fluids. They're dangerous because they're endocrine disruptors, and the rest of the world banned them by 2001.
0: However, PCBs still pose a significant threat to orcas, according to a new study published in the journal Science. They linger in whale blubber and are the highest level of chemical contamination found there.
1: PCBs get into the base of the whale's food chain starting with plankton, then herring and small fish that are in turn eaten by larger fish. The New York Times reports that at each step in this chain, PCBs become more concentrated. Mother whales can pass the chemicals onto their young through their milk.
0: The study estimates that about half of the global orca populations will stop expanding and shrink in coming decades. One of the authors noted that there's still a lot that can be done. He told the Times that many countries are not living up to their commitments to dispose of old contaminated equipment that could keep PCBs from entering oceans.
1: And finally this week, Back in the late 1990s, federal laws were put in place to mandate that if fishing companies use gillnets, they had to deploy pinger systems to deter marine mammals from getting trapped.
0: Since that time, porpoise bycatch has declined from 1,800 to 300 animals per year, according to Chris Williams at the University of Delaware. And given that success, he wondered if the same system could be applied to diving sea ducks, animals he estimates are being caught at about 400,000 a year. Only there was one problem. What sounds do ducks hear?
1: Williams dispatched his master's student, Kate McGrew, to devise a hearing test for ducks. She set up an experiment that was Pavlovian, in which a duck would hear a certain tone and get a treat.
0: She had to train the birds to associate a sound with a food, and then she had to teach them to peck a target when they heard that sound.
1: Using three duck species and many trials, McGrew was able to determine the range of frequencies that the here, about 1 to 3 kilohertz.
0: But according to the New York Times, it turns out that 1 to 3 kilohertz is about the same range that fish here. Given that fishing companies won't want to warn their potential catch that a net is nearby, the use of pingers to help ducks may not be practical.
1: While the experiment didn't result in a sound method to keep ducks out of nets, training them has led to a better understanding of the animals. That's pretty ducky. This Week in Water is supported by the American Water Works Association, highlighting the latest cost-effective strategies to manage aging infrastructure at the Water Infrastructure Conference and Expo October. 28th to 31st in Atlanta. Learn more at awwa.org forward slash h2o infocon.